Welcome to the Fish Cast. Fish, Coach Demo and Corey Long bring on Coach Brett Belima on the cast to discuss the University of Illinois football program. Coach Belima is back in the college ranks and will discuss what he intends to do for the Fighting Illini. Hello, welcome again to the latest edition of the Fish Cast. My name is Corey Long. I am one of your hosts. I um, I cover college football for WalterFootball.com. I am joined, as always, by the man, the boss, the authority, Charles Fishbein. How you doing, Fish? Doing good, man. I'm excited about this one, especially I've known Coach for a long time, and um, it's great that he's back in college football. So, Absolutely. Before we get to our guest, let's introduce the third man in this three-man, three-man weave. Longtime coach, defensive backs coach, special teams coordinator, many schools over, wearing his New England Patriots shirt today, Coach Christopher Demaris. How you doing, Coach Demo? Corey, how you doing? In honor of our guest today, I'm wearing this shirt. Like it. Like <laughs> Thanks, it, Chris. Corey. Like it. Thanks. And of course, we always have the most illustrious guest on the fish cast, and today is no different. Today we are joined by the 2006 Big Ten Coach of the Year. Three-time Big Ten champion as a coach, one-time Big Ten champion as a player. Stepping in to take over the Illinois program. Please welcome Coach Brett Bielema. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing good, Corey. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Well, Coach, I want to get started. We're going to get started right away. You spent the last three seasons in the NFL. You spent some time with the Patriots. You spent last season with the New York Giants. Was the plan always to come back to college? And if so, why is Illinois the right program for you? You know, uh, great question. Uh, obviously, I've been in uh, college football for a long time. Um, I've been an assistant coach uh, at the University of Iowa under two coaches, Hayden Fry and Kirk Ferentz, then transitioned to Kansas State University with Bill Snyder, then the University of Wisconsin with Coach Alvarez, and then I took over, obviously, there in Arkansas. So spent... 25 years in college football and really, you know, had never experienced anything else. When the opportunity came to join Coach Belichick uh, after Arkansas, it was something I really hadn't planned, just kind of kind of fell into it. Um, really enjoyed my time there for two years, was able to win a Super Bowl my first year. Our second year, uh, when I was working there as a defensive line coach, we we're actually the number one defense in, in the NFL uh, the entire season. So it was a lot of great learning experiences. And last year with the Giants, it was uh, through the COVID thing and, and uh, player development and a new staff and a new transition uh, was really a lot of great, valuable experience. But I can say that, you know, college football, developing young men, you know, first time Charles and I met each other, you know, to, uh, to go from recruiting to development to see the execution. And then obviously when they leave your program uh, at the end of their college career, it's, it's fun to be a part of that. So I think college football is in my blood and it's just something I never really got, got out of. Coach, I really appreciate you coming on. I know, like I told the guests, as a head coach, your time is very valuable. So I appreciate you coming on. I got a neat story for you. I had first met you when you were an assistant at Kansas State. Uh, myself and Manny Diaz were co-coordinators at NC State. Uh, we came down to visit you. A mutual friend of mine, Paul Dunn, was the online coach. Uh, we came down because we were going to play Texas Tech the next couple of years. And you guys had some experience against them. And you gave us some tips and et cetera. You know, Cliff Kingsbury was the quarterback. Mike Leach was the offense, uh, excuse me, the head coach at the time. 
Had a chance to meet Coach Snyder. William Jewell High School, he'll tell you that all the time. He went to school with Jim Gladden, who I was with, fortunate to be around at NC, uh, excuse me, Florida State. But uh, it was a neat story when I met you. I don't know if you remember sitting there and your cornerback at the time, your cornerback at the time. I can't remember his name, but he Very gave similar. me Kansas. Yeah, he gave me Kansas State uh, a T-shirt. It was awesome. I That's still awesome. got it. So, but I wanted to ask you, you know, as you travel around and now you're in Illinois, um, what progress had Illinois made in upgrading their facilities? And in the future, what plans do they have to continue to help recruit and bring kids to Champaign? You know, obviously, Chris, in college football, probably one different thing that jumps out right away is the facilities. You know, in college football, you got to keep up with, with the competition, right? There's this arms race to have bigger, better uh, everything, right? And that really jumps out, especially when you transition to the NFL. I go back uh, to the first time I walked in New England's uh, building. You know, they've been there basically almost uh, coaches' entire time, and there's just – there's not much flash, not much glitter, um, very functional, but – you know, for, for all the assistant coaches, you work in a cubicle, right? I mean, there's no there's no offices or anything like that. You work in an open-air office space uh, for meetings with players and everything. But in college football, uh, buildings are everything. And we walked into the Smith Center here my first day on the job, uh, basically an $80 million building that was really finished almost right, uh, partnered up right when the timing of COVID hit. So not a lot of people had seen this building, but now they're seeing it, right? We've had a lot of kids come to campus and, and this facility, the Smith Center is football only. I'm sitting here in a Zoom room that I kind of uh, took over once I got here that really has been a big part of what we're doing. These Zoom calls to show, I look right out into our into our facility, right downstairs is our weight room, uh, walks into our players uh, locker room to our players lounge, several different fueling sessions. We're connected literally to our academic center and right across about a 15 second walk to our stadium. So. Very, very uh, 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 good setup here at the University of Illinois. And I would say this too, and, and uh, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, Chris, like you got to be able to keep building, right? Just not what you have now, you got to keep building. And our athletic director, uh, uh, Josh Whitman, actually played here, was a two-time academic All-American, played in the NFL a couple of years, um, seven different teams, I believe, that he knows how to balance the academic and the athletic side. And he's uh, obviously, as a former alumnus, he just wears that uh, heart on his sleeve. So, so to have a, a athletic director that knows the, the power of having great buildings is truly one of the assets here at the University of Illinois for sure. Coach Palima, you know, I I'm gonna just jump in. You know, I I met you. It's probably been about 15, 20 years. I, I met you. You were recruiting Brett Schaefer at uh, I believe Kansas State or Iowa, one of the two programs at the time. I met you over at Deerfield Beach High School. Yeah. Um, you've had a lot of success recruiting the state of Florida. Uh, what, at every stop you've been at, Wisconsin, Arkansas, wherever you've been, it's been a big part of it. How big of uh, your recruiting are, is going to be? Is Florida going to be for you guys moving forward? Yeah, it's going to be huge. Uh, um, you know, we're going to recruit the state of Illinois like no other. This is our home base. Uh, I think anything that's been successful in life that I've been around has been built by the people it's around, right? So um, Illinois has got to be priority number one. Um, but you're right, uh, Charles, we probably met almost 25 years ago, maybe, that I started recruiting South Florida um, uh, from uh, from Schaefer to many others in between. Didn't end up getting him, but uh, uh, became a, a, a constant down there. I think last tally, I'm over 130 players from South Florida, uh, from West Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade counties. Um, so it's uh, it's been a great area for us. Um, we just hired a graduate assistant out of 
out of Miami Central that uh, um, played uh, for another good friend of ours, uh, Charlie Partridge, when he was at FAU. Um, uh, Reggie Bain is a, a new addition oh, yeah. to the staff. So we constantly, not just with our players, but our coaches as well, look to get into that South Florida area. And, um, you know, I, 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 I say this, you know, even though the University of Illinois, we're looking for a University of Illinois type kid in South Florida. Um, and, and unless you're from there and know what, what I'm talking about, there are some kids that just probably aren't going to be great transitional pieces uh, for the Midwest of the Big Ten. But when you're a player from Florida, especially South Florida, and you leave that area, um, that is a tremendous check in the box for you in the NFL because it shows that you can leave that environment and still have success in the in the Midwest or in the North, however you want to phrase it. So there's a lot of responsibility uh, that goes into that, but it's also a lot of reward uh, to get a chance to play outside of your comfort zone in South Florida and play somewhere else in the country. Listen, you know, one of the top players that came out of down here, Corey Legit, played at Illinois and he was, I mean, this was a kid that everybody in the country wanted. So you guys can land kids up there. I mean, it's happened before. It's going to happen again. You know, one of the things is, and we talked about this with the other coaches, you know, South Florida kids kind of get, some of them get a bad rap uh, because some coaches come down here and they just take anyone, you know, and, and if you do your job and, and Demos had this success and the reason he likes the South Florida kids so much is if you commit to them, and you get the right ones, they're literally willing to go to war for you. Like they will do whatever it takes for you to win a football game. And, and they're willing to leave the state of Florida to go to a program like yours and, and get it to that next level. So that's why, you know, it's so important for you guys to recruit there. But um, why have you had so much success recruiting this state? Well, uh, precisely what you just hit on. And, and uh, you mentioned Corey Legit out of the get-go, right? So I remember Corey coming out of high school. Um, I get here and I'm walking into the players lounge and the players lounge is the core legit players lounge. He donated back to the University of Illinois tenfold what they gave him money wise, right? Obviously his scholarship's worth, you know, a pretty good chunk of change, but what he did in donation to give back to the players lounge is truly special. And that, so that's a great indicator, right? Here's a kid that didn't know anything about Illinois before he came here and now the players lounge carries his name. So that's a, a lasting legacy for a long time. Um, but I think you, you, you're right. You have to find the right type of kid, the right type of program. You know, I remember that first year I was in South Florida, I signed two kids out of South Plantation High School, uh, Freddie Barr and Colin Cole. You know, Freddie Barr was a multi-year starter and, and, and very, very key contributor. Colin Cole, not only was he uh, uh, flipped his decision, he was committed to Virginia Tech. He changed and decommitted to us. Uh, was a was a prominent player immediately, but he also went on to have a good NFL career. I want to say it lasted over eight to ten years, made a lot of money. I remember uh, getting an article where he had signed for over $30 million, and, and I knew that had come a long way from that apartment in South Florida with his mom that I met him in, you know. So, like, the, the kids, they know what opportunities are out there, uh, but you have to find the right fit. A lot of times that's not only the type of program they're in, but also the type of house, right? What type of person is that? I mean, everybody comes from different different buildings right they could be an apartment they could be in a house they could be a mom's house a, a grandma's house an uncle's house it's about the building and the people they're surrounded by that really determines their success coach one thing you never have to convince me is to recruit florida you know it's funny you brought up the name core legit because i was involved in recruiting him too at rutgers i didn't get him so you got to be in it to win it coach you know that you do. So sometimes you get them sometimes you don't but question i have for you is you've been in the sec you know, and also multiple times now in the Big Ten. 
is recruiting much different for you from the SEC to the Big Ten, or is it just to fit at the university? It's a different uh, world because of time. I don't think it's because of geography or location. Um, you know, your, your, your competition is a little bit different depending on where you're at. Um, I distinctly remember uh, being at the University of Iowa and Kansas State early in my career, and uh, there were certain coaches that were, uh, uh, shall we say, nameless and faceless uh, that were um, – when they knew we were recruiting a kid and then when I was at Wisconsin, somehow they just got a, a, a daily text of the degree uh, of that day, uh, comparing maybe Georgia versus uh, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, right. Or, or however it worked out, just conveniently took a picture of the USA today headline of the weather, you know, but um, now it's just probably a little bit easier because of the internet and everything else. But um, I think that the, the key thing, like you just said too, coach, like, Core legit, even though you didn't land them, you built relationships. And that's what I really, you know, there are now uh, guys that I lean on in recruiting, you know, that, so Roger Harriet, right, who's now the head coach of St. Thomas Aquinas, I first met him when he was an assistant coach there a long time ago when George Smith, and he told me who he was and what he what he was. Um, uh, we signed a, a young man out of Cocoa uh, uh, High School now that Ryan Schneider, who's from Plantation, who I recruited as a player, went on to become a great a college player at Central Florida and now as a high school coach we we use his connections right so it's those relationships if you build them the right way that come back to reward you ten, tenfold and that's that's kind of what we've been able to establish I've, I've established a really good name and a reputation for myself but it's been more about what we've done and what I've said and, and that's what carries you in the end. Coach you, you had a ton of success at Wisconsin and a lot of people don't realize like before you and Coach Alvarez were there, Wisconsin wasn't what it is now. You know, it, it, I remember back in the days when I think Troy Vincent was there. They only won a couple games. You know, Illinois is a program that had success. It's been, you know, it was in the Rose Bowl at one time. It's had its down. What, why can Illinois have that same type of success? I, I know it can, but what, what make, tell our audience why you believe you could take them to that same level that you took Wisconsin and maybe even further. So. Well, it's, it's a great point, Charles. So, like, if you're recruiting an 18-year-old kid right now, literally in his lifetime, um, Illinois has only had four winning seasons, right, over the last 18 years. So, like, to take a young man and teach him what this place can become is that's the major aspect of our job right now in recruiting is to see what we haven't had and what we can do. And, and that's what we really try to recruit to that as well, not just talent, but we want talent that wants to build, right? We don't want talent that wants to come in and ride the, the, the coattails of the people that have come before them. We want guys that are trailblazers and want to set a new standard. Um, uh, a lot of the places I've been in this conference, uh, when, when Josh Whitman pursued me, he talked about why he liked what I brought was everywhere I had been was sustained success, right? Iowa, Kansas State, Wisconsin. Um, and then really at my uh, time in New England with Coach Belichick, places that have turned it and kept it turned for a long time. So that's going to be a huge part of it um, to recruit and, and recruit the person that wants to build. And then also understand that once you build something, you get rewarded for a lifetime, right? If those guys are able to come in and help us flip this thing into something great for a long time, you're going to be rewarded tenfold. And, and I think that that's the opportunity that our guys have. My favorite recruiting story with you, Coach, is Alex Collins when you were at Arkansas. But we're going to have to talk about that one. Probably sit down and have dinner and have a few drinks and talk about that one at another time uh, because that was, a, that was a fun little roller coaster to go on. Um, what I want to do, however, was talk a little bit about your time with the Patriots organization, 
2019, like like you said, you won. You were part of a staff that won a Super Bowl 52. Uh, give us an idea what it's like to work in that environment, especially under Bill Belichick, who I don't even know if it's arguable anymore. He's probably the greatest coach in NFL history, at least the greatest coach in modern day NFL history. Yeah, it, it was uh, truly a blessing. I didn't see coming. Um, I went to work for him uh, a little bit, kind of a, uh, in, in the works. Um, uh, I didn't, you know, he didn't offer me a job. Uh, he said, can you help me out with the draft? I kind of sampled in in that regard, began to talk with him converse you know began to talk and show him how I evaluated players that led to more players that led to an opportunity to come visit right before the draft that then learned, learned turned into an opportunity to stay through spring ball and OTAs that then turned into an opportunity to be with him in the fall and it kind of just you just don't walk in and get a chance to work in that building you earn your way in and that was fun for me um, uh, but it was partly because coach Belichick and I had developed a relationship through his evaluation of guys like Alex Collins guys like uh, the, the guys that were on the Patriots roster, guys that he had seen me develop and coach and our program put into the NFL that were just a little bit different than other people. Um, you know, uh, and, and the case in point, you know, is it's about what you, you know, there's guys that have a lot of talent. You know, Alex Collins being one of them, Alex had a tremendous amount of talent, but it just had not been used the same way. But part of the reason that we were able to get him to Arkansas is because of the connection that I had with Doug Gatewood, who was his his high school coach at the time and Doug and I first met uh, back in the early nineties uh, uh, recruiting a uh, lineman out of Piper high school when he was a head coach uh, there that, that uh, ended up being, you know, a really, really good player uh, for us uh, as well. So Fabian Dodd. So like just all kinds of connections to kids that you recruit along the way. And then it comes back to reward you tenfold. Um, I would tell you this to sum it up. Um, to walk in every day in the New England Patriots football facility as an assistant coach is literally like Christmas every day. It, it, it is truly just a, an opportunity to see and do things every day that you never really had thought of in that way. Um, a very simplistic approach, but it seems complex from the outside world. Uh, but Coach Belichick is probably one of the most kind, sincere, warm, um, uh, great mentor. Put a lot of pressure on you, right? If you didn't have your A game, A game on every day, you were going to be exposed. And, and it, it just forced you to be at a level of success that, that then after you left that building, you knew exactly what you wanted it to be. Hey, you look at the coaches, you know, you talk about Belichick. I mean, you've worked for a ton of great coaches, Aiden Fry, Bill Snyder, Barry Alvarez. What have you taken in your career to kind of, you know, that's helped you as a head coach, uh, some of the things that you've learned from them? You know, Charles, it, it was really, it came full circle the day I was announced as a head coach of Wisconsin, right? So I was, I believe at the time I was 35 years old and, and uh, I was the youngest head coach in America. And, uh, and one of the things that jumped out to me is I heard from everybody that day, right? All the coaches, assistant coaches, high school coaches, everybody you've ever come across called you. But Bill Snyder called me and, and um, Coach Snyder said something to me that day that I took to heart and I've carried with me this entire time. He said, hey, today you became the head coach at the University of Wisconsin because of who you are, not because of what your coaches or what coaches you've worked for. He said, you, you, you've taken things from all of us, but you got to be you. You got to be the genuine person you are. Don't try to be someone you're not. And so I took, you know, from Hayden Fry, who was a true players coach, you know, I took the love that I had for him as a player and why I loved him and turned that into the relationships I had today. Kirk Ferentz took over for Hayden Fry. And I saw him do it his way, right? Even though Aiden had been very successful 
he did the things he knew he needed to do to have success at the University of Iowa that were different from Hayden. Then I go to Bill Snyder, who had one of the greatest turnarounds in college football history at Kansas State and the, the, the hard work, the diligence. You know, I always say he kind of taught me leave no stone unturned and turn it over again uh, because you're going to find something new every time. And then to go to Barry Alvarez, who really encompassed all of it, right? He had great personality, great bravado, a really good football coach. He's able to win over fans and players to take that full circle. And then the kind of the ace icing on the cake was to be in New England, Coach Belichick, who was a no-nonsense, um, very, very stern football coach who, who just knows how to do it better than most people. Um, I've taken a little bit of all of those people to become who I am today. What you say is so huge because you see it so many times, especially with young coaches, they coach under somebody that's a big time coach and they go to these colleges and they want to like, like emulate, emulate these other guys and duplicate everything they do. And they're not themselves and they end up failing. And I think that's big on your part that you have, you know, you've taken that advice from these guys and done your own thing. And, and I've seen it firsthand. I think you're, you've done a great job at the places you've been at. Uh, and uh, I, I, I wish you continued success at the, you know, at Illinois. So. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate it. Yeah, you, uh, I tell our players every day, listen, I recruit you into this room. Uh, you know, our, our, our starting center this year will be a guy by the name of Doug Kramer. Our, our, our starting right tackle will be Alex Palcho. My left tackle will be a guy by the name of Darian Lowe. All three of you guys have your own name. I just need you to be you. I don't try to make you be somebody else. I don't want you to pretend to be somebody you're not. I want you to be the great you are every day. And if that happens, we all got a chance, right? So there's only one Brett Bielma that I'm aware of uh, in this building. And, and uh, if I try to put, put forth my best effort every day and give them everything that I have, we'd have a really good chance in the end. Coach, I appreciate you coming on as well. And, and my last question is more of a point. You know, we talk about recruits being a good fit for the university. Well, the University of Illinois just got a great fit for them, you. So I just wish you nothing but the best. People better watch out for the University of Illinois because they're going to be on the go. So thank you so much for coming on, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. And, Coach, as a big man, I want to say thank you for keeping grown man football alive in college football. Big line up in the eye, knock somebody spit out, get those yards right up right down Broadway. I thank you, Coach. I'm a big man to another big man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it, Corey. The one thing I always tell recruits, right? If you get on our plane and we're flying to go play uh, anywhere from uh, uh, right Ohio State to Michigan to the Wisconsin, if we're on that plane, all linemen sit in first class. Those pretty <laughs> back, all right. So we, we know how to reward the big men in our in our program. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, one thing we do with our guests, and I know back then you didn't have to worry about Instagram and they, you know, Twitter and stuff. Is there a way that you know fans? Our, 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 our prospects, football prospects, high school coaches can follow you. I know like you and Demo probably, we always joke with him. He has the rotary phone. So uh, <laughs> what's, what's your deal? Like, what do you got going? So. Well, you know, I, I've actually, it was funny when I first uh, went to Wisconsin, that's actually craziness, right? That's when uh, uh, Facebook was starting to really come about. And I remember I got on the bus after we beat somebody and, and, uh, I was, a, I was a defense coordinator and Coach Alvarez was the head coach and uh, Matt Bernstein was one of our, our players who was a, a New Jersey, I think he's out of Jersey or New York and running back and he goes, hey coach, I followed you, you know, I, I, I would join your friends on, on Facebook and I'm like, I'm like looking at him, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> and then somebody else said it to me like the next day, so I said to our guy, I said, hey, 
I don't know what's going on. I go, I'm not on Facebook. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what you're talking about. And uh, somebody, a student had created an account and, and it was acting like myself and Coach Alvarez on, on, on a social page. Uh, so that was my first introduction. I've never been on Facebook my entire life. Uh, the only social media account I have is a Twitter account, which is Brett Bielma. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, but it is something we use. You know, I hired this guy, uh, Pat Pearson, who uh, had been in communications and athletic communication director. The social media world is at a high level of importance, right? So we probably tried to capitalize it, you know, for us, for us to beat our opponents, especially in the Big Ten West on a weekly basis. I can't just worry about the seven days we got to prepare during the year or the week. We got to beat them. 365 days out of the year. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have an advantage over our opponent every day of the year. And, and uh, uh, if my Twitter account makes that happen, then I'm a, I'm a better man for it. I'm not saying it's a great follow, but I do got a lot of followers. Coach, no matter where you've been, I've always come and visited you. I came and visited you at Arkansas. I mean, you sent me to a barbecue place. They wore suits and ties. That's all I remember. You know, I, I got my shirt a little dirty, but, you know, I will come up. My wife's from Chicago, so I will come up and see you at University of Illinois, and I'll make that drive down to Champaign and sit in the office and talk some football with you. But like I said, once again, uh, I'm glad you're back coaching in college. I know we're going to get you some players up there in Florida, and I look forward to, you know, hanging out and talking football with you again. And, and once again, it, it's a privilege to get someone like you on our show, and we really, really appreciate it. Absolutely, Charles. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, fellas. Have a great day. ILL. Got it, Coach. Thank you, Coach Brett Bielema, for joining the FishCast. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.